Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Okay, Jerkophiles, this is Tom. I'm going to share a little secret with you. It's April Fool's Day when we're recording this, and I'm going to play a little prank on Rick. During the Geek Stuff, Nerd Stuff segment of the show, that's the second half of the show, you're going to hear me get some breaking news. And we're going to see how long Rick will believe me and get pissed off about it before I tell him the jig is up. Shh, don't tell Rick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 134. I am your host, the Tom Alexander, and joining me as always is the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. <sighs> wow. <laughs> is your bursitis acting up again? Oh, boy. Um, I, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cover this, but I was at an event yesterday, Tom. Uh-huh. Um... What is the average, like, honest amount of sleep a person our age should get? Like, realistically. Oh, like what the doctors say? Well, yeah, doctors healthy, are... Any, a healthy amount of sleep is anywhere from seven to nine hours for an adult. Okay, but, like, six is reasonable, right? I mean, to to a doctor, no. Six is what most people function on, I think. Right, right. So three would be bad. Yeah, three's bad. Um, I've okay. been... I've, I've functioned on... on zero to three hours of actually zero to four i will tell you uh two is the worst not zero shockingly enough not zero two is worse uh well one is the worst then two uh (laughs) four is actually worse than three if you can believe that yeah because you don't finish a whole cycle exactly thank you Exactly. You don't finish a well, whole cycle because a cycle is an hour and a half. Here's the thing, though. Like the worst of all of this, the 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 is the person to blame for all of this is me, but not in the normal way that it's me, which is you know, <laughs> oh, you should have just gone to bed or whatever, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. The person to blame is me because I woke up today <laughs> for no for no reason. <laughs> at exactly uh <laughs> 7 a.m okay what time did you go to bed 3 30 why or is that something you're going to explain later we, we will discuss that all yes, right that is, all right that is we'll, to be discussed we'll get into that then uh but before yes. we do uh before we do i want to give you I, we're going to do something a little different i'm going to give you the phone number off the top of the show voicemail oh. 321 76 jerks Join the conversation. You like something, you hate something. 32176jerks is the voicemail. Uh, there's also the tweeter, the Twitter, the tweeter. The tweeter. <laughs> there's the woofer and the tweeter. <laughs> and the tweeters. And, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm here only for the tweeters. Uh, woofer and the tweeters. Wasn't that one of the bands Jimmy Hart was in in the 60s? I don't know. Holy God. Yeah. Yeah. Rabbit hole. <laughs> it's just that's an onion of layers right there. The Vidalia of your daily life, yeah. those two jerks. Yeah, they're gonna. That's that's a reference that Outback Steakhouse is going to cut into strips and deep fry, <laughs> and then serve on top of Orlando Bloom's head. <laughs> oh, 
That's weird. You never heard of the Orlando Bloomin' Onion? Yeah, I mean, I got where you were going with that, but that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I got it from Robot Chicken, and they stole their name from us anyway. What? How did they oh, steal well, Robot I mean, Chicken us, from us? Well, okay, so Robot Tag, technically. <laughs> a Robot Tag didn't exist when Robot Chicken became a thing. No, it did. It did because we had a segment on Robot Tag. Uh, one robot one tag. episode of a of a college internet radio show that 33 <laughs> people listened to <laughs> but it was called cyborg cow so see we ripped them off yeah, yeah well no we did i was getting i was coming all the way back to that uh, yeah 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 oh man that's a deep cut right there that's the that's Tell the Bruce brother. Springsteen version of Blinded by the Light right there. That's what that is. <laughs> I went for the 11 and a half minute of Stairway to Heaven just now. <laughs> but yes, Twitter at those two jerks. Email those two jerks at gmail.com. Facebook, facebook.com slash those two jerks. We'll hit those again at the end of the show as we always do. But figured uh, if you're new to the show and uh, I don't know, maybe you really don't like uh, jokes about blooming onions. I don't know. Uh, and you have something you want to say. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead and just fire off a voicemail to us. Um, all right. So we'll dive in. We'll di Oh, I should mention it is Sunday, April the 1st, 2018, as we are recording this. So it's April Fool's Day. Uh, it's also Happy Christian Zombie Day. Um, <laughs> I, I've changed that. I'm tired of people stealing my gimmick. So I've moved away from uh, Christian Zombie Day, Happy Zombie Day. I am now, uh, I, I've stolen this. I, I'm very proud of it. I am now a firm believer in St. Schrodinger. And this ah, is Schrodinger's, nice. this nice. is Schrodinger's Day. Yeah, okay. You know, you weren't the first one to come up with Zombie Day, right? Um, you know, you're, I, you're aware, I, I, you are cognitively, cognitively aware no. of this, even if you're not emotionally aware of it. I, I can fight this, but I'm just not going to. Like no, you can't. I, you can't. I swear to you, you, no one will. No one will believe me, and rightfully so. There's no reason to ever believe me about this. <laughs> I I will true. never yield that I didn't come up with Zombie Day first. Among the people you know, maybe I'll give you that. Okay, you know what? I'll take that. Yeah, I will absolutely because take there's that. no way to be certain that you were the first person anywhere to come up with it. Fine, but if you're willing to say that I may have come up with that on my own amongst my circle of friends, but that's as far as you'll let me go, I'll actually take that because you're right. There's no way to ever validate that. I, will, con I will concede the possibility as I concede the possibility that Area 51 was a thing. Well, we know that that's certainly not the case anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No I know the meme. I know the meme, sir. I know the meme. Yeah. Your well, whole anyway, cultural, your whole cultural vocabulary is basically memes and vines at this point. Yeah, that's sad. Why? For a lot well, of reasons. Why, why are you? Why are you? Why am I being attacked? Because that's the show. Oh, right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll dive into the world of sports. And uh, a while back, we talked about how Vince McMahon is uh, bringing back the XFL. In, in 2020, in 2020, Man, he promises for real this time. Um, <laughs> but another league is very likely going to beat him to the punch. Uh, last week, they announced 
Charlie Ebersole, who is the son of Dick Ebersole, who was an NBC sports executive for many, many years and uh, actually was the executive producer of Saturday Night Live during the period in the 80s where Lorne Michaels was gone. Um, uh, Chris Ebersole is a documentary director. He actually did a doc 30 for 30 documentary on the XFL last yes. year. Um, they are, he is starting the Alliance of American football. It is a professional football league. It's set to debut February 9th of next year, a whole year ahead of the XFL. The week after the Super Bowl, 10 week season, 50 man teams, uh, built former NFL general manager, Bill Polian, who works for ESPN uh, he was the GM of the Colts who drafted Peyton Manning, uh, among others. I think he also was with the Buffalo Bills when they... Oh, no, he was with the... I think he was with the Bills when they drafted Jim Kelly. Or maybe he was with the Colts, an assistant with the Colts when they drafted John Elway many years ago. But he's been around a long time. Um, he's going to be an advisor. Uh, the player advisors will be Troy Polamalu. And uh, former USC uh, executive J.K. McKay, um, and as well as Heinz Ward, Justin Tuck. I mean, this has the pedigree right here. And 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 the, for the Rick reference here, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, yes, former Vikings yes. defensive end, Jared Allen. Um, important. Uh, important. Some to of the investors. Uh, he's an investor in the league, Jared Allen, uh, as well as the Churnin Group, which owns Barstool Sports and some other things. Um, they have a seven to ten year plan. Uh, it looks like they're going to have the first game and the title game will be on CBS. There'll be one game a week on the CBS Sports Network cable channel, and the rest of it's going to be available on the online on the league's app and whatever. So they're starting small, um, because of their media connections and the pedigree with Dick Ebersol and everything. They were able to at least get some games on network television on CBS, which is uh, much bigger than what the XFL's got right now, which is nothing. Um, <laughs> and they're going to integrate live fantasy play into the broadcasts. So they're going to create a fantasy game around their game as well. And they're going to start at the week after the Super Bowl, which is when football fever is at its highest, really. Yeah, yeah. So they're taking some of the smart things Vince McMahon did with the XFL the first time around, like running it not during the NFL season, starting it right after the Super Bowl, uh, integrating, you know, trying to update uh, the game's relationship with fans for the modern era at some point, you know, to an extent. Uh, so they're taking some of the good and getting rid of all of the stupid crap that happened <laughs> and all of the stupid crap that Vince McMahon is likely going to bring to the new version of the XFL. Um, well, you don't know he's going to bring it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. There is no way I could empirically know. <laughs> I have a hunch. A presumed yeah. hunch? I can't prove it, but I just know it's true, as Bill Maher says. <laughs> I don't know what pornography is by definition, <laughs> yeah. but I'll know what it is when I see it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I think Me. this is really cool. I'm I'm all for this. I'm a little against in that it's still tackle football, and we know my opinion on that. Of course, and yeah. So, so be it. But I think that there's an opportunity here for players to get paid. I think there's an opportunity for people to 
continue their careers or find other homes. And more importantly, I think this is an opportunity for people who didn't get the opportunity in the NFL to actually shine. Well, that's the thing. This is going to be on some games are going to be on national television. So, and they're what they're looking at doing. There's going to be eight teams to start. They're going to announce the cities in the next few months. Um, and they're oh, going to hold. Come on, rage. They're going to hold regional drafts so that the cities, each city's teams, can protect local college players who maybe don't aren't in the NFL, so that they can get give local people a reason to come to the games. I, I, I guess the real I question, think that's though, brilliant. Tom, well, the real question though is. Will they be allowed to kneel for the national anthem? <laughs> yeah, uh, that was uh, glaringly absent from the article <laughs> announcing the league's formation. Is whether or not that people will allow to have their social opinions hurt? Yes, yes. It was a, no mention of that at all. Well, then I, I mean, clearly right there, they're missing the point. So this league is doomed. Well, do you doomed. remember? Do you remember the um the UFL? Of course. Like, yeah. So Dante Culpepper played on the Orlando team, and and the UFL used you know college players, same kind of thing, but it had no money behind it, so it barely made it two years. This yeah, I, is the UFL, but with money, basically. And well, it sounds. Uh, I mean, maybe to me, it sounds more like the uh, USF, uh, the USFL. Pardon me. In a sense, um, yeah, yeah. Which is before our time, technically. Yeah, we but, were little kids, yeah. Um, I, I just, I think this is a brilliant plan. Yeah. And I think they are standing on Vince McMahon's shoulders, because he was right, and Vince was right initially. He just couldn't get out of his own way, I guess. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think I, they couldn't figure out what they wanted to be the first time around. The exit, was it football? Was it wrestling? You know, was it spectacle? Like there were there were certain things that just made no sense, and after a while, the product suffered. After first week, really, once the yeah, excitement was, it off. wasn't it wasn't very long. No, it didn't um, take long. Um, this so I, knows I, what it is. It seems like. Yeah, exactly. This 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 is something where the guys just sort of looked around and went, "We'd been planning this." <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Like we're we're looking at it. We're people who know the game, know what we want to see changed, and and they are making changes. Um, it's going to be slightly different than the NFL game. No TV timeouts, sixty percent fewer commercials because they just won't have the sponsors probably. But yeah, no, well, I mean, it's, no it's kickoffs. Cute to say that though, right? Yeah, it's cute to say it. No kickoffs. Uh, they're gonna the ball will just start at the twenty-five. Uh, no oh, onside, but... no onside kicks. So if you're losing and you, it was a situation where you would need to do an onside kick. You start on your own thirty-five with fourth and ten. Oh, God damn! That's kind of brilliant, isn't it? I think that's, I mean, that's fantastic. That's legitimately smart. Like, there's your catch-up mechanism, and you right. don't have to try. You, got, and be you a, wanna you want to try and get you want to try and get the ball back and make a big comeback. Fine, you get one shot. And if you pick it up, go for it. Yep, exactly. You pick it up, keep going. It's you're basically eliminating one of the most dangerous plays in the game in the kickoff. kickoffs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're just taking and, it away. And, and you're also giving you're you're giving the fans what they want. They want their team to recover the right, onside kick. Right, they want kick. to try. Everybody, even if you're a fan of the winning team, you kind of part of you wants to see the other team try. Oh, right? absolutely. Deep deep down, you're you're kind of hoping they make it. Because it's exciting. I mean, yeah, it's exciting to watch. Um, they're also uh, every touchdown will be followed by a two point conversion attempt. No extra points. 
So just a, a lack of kicking altogether? Well, I guess they'll still have field goals, but that'll be it. You and know, punts. that's not terrible either. That 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 has a, a hue of the um a a a fromage, if you will. <laughs> Wrong word. But no, that sounds that, a lot like arena football. A little, yeah, a little. Um it's and, gonna be uh, higher scoring by nature. Yeah, yeah. It gener- it likely will be. Thirty second play clocks instead of I mean thirty five. That's not a huge difference, but no. But still, I, I think this is smart. I think could this work. is a better direction. It could it could work. Um, it'll definitely last a full year. We'll see if people tune in. That'll be the big question because the football will, the football will yeah. likely be decent football. They're going to get some fairly talented players. It's not going to be any worse necessarily than what you would see on college football on Saturdays in terms of the gameplay. Um, well, it might even and it might even be better. In it so might much as it might be better. Well, well, I was going to say that you won't have the interminable 17 and a half hour games. Yeah, that's true. Cause you're not going to have the college overtime. It looks like, and you're not going to have, you know, yeah, you're not going to have your, your Texas tech versus wazoo game where it's 70 to 62 at the end of the game. <laughs> um, well, you know, we just really needed to give it our all that game. Yeah, exactly. We and just, blow them out by 80. <laughs> we just really needed to play release full-time on defense. That's what, <laughs> that's what we needed to do. <laughs> well, good. I, I'm interested to see where this is. I'm excited that it's going to be very quickly around the turnpike, if you will. Um, and uh, this sounds fun. This sounds like everything the NFL ain't. Yeah, I think that's what it's trying to be. I think it's it's trying to uh, give give some local interest in the teams, you know, by bringing some in some college players. Like hell, I I'd, I'd probably go to a game to see Mackenzie Milton, who's not going to the NFL, play for the whoa, Orlando whoa, team. Whoa. If there's have an you Orlando seen him team, throw a frisbee. Have you seen him throw a frisbee? I have not seen him throw a frisbee, Rick. There was something about him throwing a frisbee oh, in the okay. uh, broadcasts. Well, he's, like he he's five ten. He's not he's not playing quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Doug Flutie disagrees with you. But Doug anyway. Flutie. Yeah, Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. Oh, and Russell Wilson. Sorry. Two guys. Two guys. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on the uh Alliance of American Football and uh and as things develop, uh we'll likely talk about it here and uh I'm sure uh we'll do something for the first game. Uh, should we still exist? <laughs> what do you mean by that specifically? Uh, it could mean many different things, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> it can mean it can mean whatever you want it to mean. <laughs> I'm concerned by your statement. Here, <laughs> it could mean we, the podcast. It could mean we, you and I personally. <laughs> it could mean we as a human race. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just saying, I, I February I 2019 like is way. quite a ways off. I don't and like when you talk this way. We live in uncertain times. <laughs> I'm, it concerns me when you speak like this. <laughs> nothing, nothing is guaranteed. <laughs> okay. Well, on that cheery note. Isn't that great? On that cheery note, we move to the NBA and to Philadelphia specifically, <laughs> where the Philadelphia 76ers are going to make the playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs? 
They're making the playoffs. They are 40. Well, they were 42 and 30 a few days ago. Uh, let's, let's see where they are now. This was when you sent me this. This was some days ago. Let's let's figure yes. this out here. All right, you got to carry the one. Right. <clears throat> yeah, doing. I'm doing math. Give me a moment. Okay. Or seven. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia <laughs> is 46 and 30. They have clinched a playoff spot. Nine games out of first. But uh, like I said, in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Uh, if you remember correctly, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, not that long ago, were what experts would call dog shit. It's <laughs> 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 no words. <laughs> Am I wrong? Am many I wrong? many people refer to them as Orlando Magician. <laughs> no, no, they were worse actually. Uh, they had traded away all their good players um, and not even tried to replace them with anything serviceable. Um, <laughs> they uh, also they basically were saying they had the GM at the time was using the phrase "trust the system." They had a system in place. Looked like it involved tanking. Um, <laughs> which is the system in the NBA and now Major League Baseball um, is tank for a couple of years and then you get good. Um, anyway, they got some high draft picks in return. They were using advanced analytics uh, to determine their lineups and things like that. They were one of the teams on the cutting edge of doing that. Uh, that GM has since been fired because they were losing for so long. <laughs> but the plan is working. They're back in the playoffs. Yeah, they... They did it. I mean, sort of. Sort and if they of. have a deep, if they have a deep playoff run, basically, not even a deep. If they go into the second round, then it's sort of a, a it's sort of it's done. It's been proven, which is weird. Yeah, the only and, thing I don't want to see happen mm -hmm. is I would hate to see them win the whole thing this year because we know. That Philadelphia can't have nice things. Ooh, ooh, could you imagine? And the, the... Eagles just won the Super Bowl. Mm. Should the Sixers win the NBA championship, I, I'm going to once again put my money on Philadelphia being a smoking crater. Well, wouldn't they be, you know, like, isn't, and especially now more than ever, would that not be the case? Like... <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, all right, we thought it was going to happen when the Eagles won, right? And it right. didn't. Some people tried, but for the most part, the, the city was intact. Um, thanks to lots and lots of like, grease on light poles, I suppose. Yeah, the grease brigade really got, the, really yeah. got their shit they took, together. They took on care of things. They took care <laughs> of things. Um, but if another Philly team were to win the whole thing in the same year, I don't know what will happen. You know, it's like people who are miserable forever and ever, and then they like win the lottery or meet the love of their life, and they don't know how to deal with being happy. I feel attacked. I'm not attacking you. <laughs> attacking Philadelphia. I feel like I feel like I'm Philadelphia in this situation <laughs> here. Man, you're a narcissist. But I I don't feel like that's a narcissistic thing to say in our that relationship. You, that you think that you think my talking about Philadelphia is about you somehow. Just, just the idea of somebody meeting the love of their life and still being a miserable shit is is basically what I'm getting at. I mean, are you admitting to being a miserable shit? 
I do not have to admit these things. We have tape. <laughs> we do. Miles and miles of it. <laughs> so, I I can neither confirm nor deny my miserable shititude. <laughs> You're just going to let your body of work speak for itself. I think I uh, I think I could do that, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I will admit, in this particular instance, I was not attacking you for a change. <laughs> for a change. You just I just, you know, I like I like to just give the routine a little, you know, shake up once in a while. <laughs> we'll do the we'll do the voicemail at the beginning of the show and yeah. maybe for once in one story we won't attack Rick personally. <laughs> Good. Don't worry. Well, I'm glad we're, we're really making some, some progress here this week. Hey, evol- um, evolve or die. I don't know. Good. Evolve or die. I, uh, I, I'm happy for the Sixers. I'm sad in one aspect is that, yes, it worked. You know, trust the system. Um, but that also means that it, it worked. <laughs> exactly. So, now everyone's going to do it, which, I mean, that's been happening since the Knicks tanked for Patrick Ewing 30 years oh, ago. Uh, yeah, and saying, oh, well, now everyone's going to do it. Well, they already do do it, but now there's no way to, like, they're over the ledge. Like, they're into the precipice now. We we can't come back from this from this statement. It's it's over. Like, you should tank. Tank as long as you need, and then eventually you'll put together a good team. Right, right. I mean, it's, and the NBA has been fighting against this perception for a long time. They, you know, they, they change, they've changed the lottery system multiple times to, like, counteract this. Hasn't really, which I worked. also think is dumb. Just let the worst team get the first pick. Yeah, but I that's just, the thing. They had that, and that was when the Knicks tanked and got Patrick Ewing. I know. I know. I I understand. Trust me, I understand. I I just I think the lottery is dumb. I, just I agree. The worst team. I agree. It is dumb. But they have to. Uh, I don't know. Look like they're trying. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I look like I'm trying. It doesn't mean I'm actually I, doing anything. No, I've seen the way you dress. Ooh. See, now that's an attack. Yes. Yes, that was. <laughs> Way to go, Shecky. Thanks. Old habits die hard. Yeah. With a vengeance. I did watch Game Over Man today. So <laughs> Nice. Nice. Um, all right. So I'm gonna sneak I'm gonna sneak another story in here, Rick, that you don't know about because it's just it's such a those two jerks story. Okay. That I couldn't. I couldn't I couldn't not put it in here. Did you hear about the ballad of Scott Foster this week? The coach Scott Foster? No, that's Scott Frost. No. Oh, then no. Scott Foster is a 36-year-old accountant from Oak Park, Illinois. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That guy. I, I forgot his name already because yes. it was a 24-hour news cycle. Exactly. Scott Foster <laughs> is an accountant in Oak Park, Illinois. But the other night, uh, let's see, to Thursday night. Yeah. He became the goalie for the Chicago Blackhawks for uh, four minutes. Four minutes, I think. Enough to enough to stop six shots. Yes. <laughs> yes. So if you don't know, there's a little known rule in the NHL uh, or the team teams have a what they call an emergency goalie. They have two goalies on their roster. There's an emergency guy who doesn't dress, but usually sits in the press box or the stands. And if both of the goalies on the team go down and the game can't play, they call in this emergency goalie to dress and come in the game from wherever he is in the arena. Um, it rarely happens. 
Very rarely. It happened the other night to the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, their starting goaltender went down in warm-ups, got hurt. So they were down to mm-hmm. one goalie. And uh, their backup goalie, who I think was making his NHL debut, got hurt in the third period. Yeah. He left the game because he had cramps. So Scott Foster, the 36-year-old accountant, who basically spends his time as the Blackhawks' back emergency goalie eating the free food in the press box, <laughs> has never played a minute of professional hockey. He plays in a beer league, and like a decade ago, he played at the University of Western Michigan. Um, Sounds like a good hockey school. Unknown. <laughs> unknown. Um, he got called into the game. He became yeah, the goalie told him to go put his jersey for on. the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, he stopped every shot that came his way in, I think it was like four minutes of the third period that he played, the final four minutes. Blackhawks won the game 6-2. to two. His career save percentage is 1,000. <laughs> and he got the team belt, which goes to the player of the game that the players vote. How awesome is that? That's that, every, that... every beer league asshole, including me, <laughs> dreams of that moment for whatever sport it is they play. No, you're not wrong. Like, there's, there's nothing else. There's nothing negative that we can say about this. This is all, like, crazy, ridiculous, big-time stuff. Like, I can't believe it happened. No one can believe it happened. No one would ever believe it happened. Because this is the kind of thing that you dream about when you're sitting in the stands wearing a glove in a minor league baseball. That's right. It's absolutely right. It's right. That was a bit on the man show many years ago. It was like, when you go to a baseball game, you dress up like they might actually put you in the game. You wear your jersey and your hat and your glove. It's important. (laughs) Evidently, it is. Um, And by the time you hear this show, Scott Foster will be, you know, back at his job as an accountant. He's not... This is it for him. That was that was his moment. Uh, he goes back to being the emergency goaltender. I mean, if somebody doesn't make a movie out of this, it's silly. It's, this is a movie. Well, happen. yeah, th- this is one of those few times in life where, you know, ever, nobody's really paying attention to the wheel and, you know, God just sort of looks to the left and everything works out perfectly and there's a happy ending. It's, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. Yeah, it's I pretty really, amazing. Really, I really hope to God we don't find out that he's like, you know, got 17 dead bodies in his house. (laughs) He had an affair with Stormy Daniels. Oh, see, now who's making these jokes? I I just, that was all I said. That was all I said. Outside of, outside of harsh reality, Tom. Yes. um, Yeah. I I think that this is a fabulous story and I am glad you brought it to the attention of, of the, those two jerks round table discussion. So no, it's great. And I, you know, our audience may not know about it and, and, uh, it's pretty amazing. My wife was appalled when I told her he was not going to be playing professional hockey after that. She's like, what? Nobody's going to give him a shot. I'm like, he's 36. What does that mean? What does it mean to be 30? Why is that a bad numbers? (laughs) I wouldn't know, Rick. I wouldn't know. I'm not going to be 36 for another eight years. <laughs> I am youth. I am young. I am. I am. Says not... so on my license. <laughs> I'm not believing what I'm saying. <laughs> if, to- if Tommy Wiseau can say he's 25, then 
He's I'm going to say I'm 20. There's part of his age is 25. <laughs> I'm a derivative of 25. I'm divisible yeah. by 25. Exactly. His age is a multiple of 25 somehow. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go by you lowest, had to have been lowest common denominator. <laughs> oh, math jokes. <laughs> okay. We have one more sports story to tackle here. And uh, Rick, as you alluded to earlier, you had a little <laughs> adventure last night. Explain. I sure did. I sure did. I was uh, uh, very happy to once again be attending um, one of the local wrestling promotions here in the Central Florida area up in Gainesville. As Tom uh, and I went to last month, uh, I was up at Fest Wrestling again, Tom. And uh, damn, I love it there, man. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, is, it is the pro wrestling that I want in my life right now. But it's, not the one you deserve. No, it's the one I definitely deserve. It's the <laughs> one I want, and it's the one that I deserve. And anyone who says differently is trying to sell me something. Um, it's just like the wrestling is. First of all, the main event was our buddy Effie against um, Leva Bates, which I mentioned, I believe, at the beginning of uh, of all of this when you were at the show. And it was it was literally like, hey, two of the people that I know very well are going to be fighting for a title belt. I feel as though they were doing that specifically for me. They weren't, but I feel this way. <laughs> it's nice. It was fun. <laughs> and it was called the Hardcore Hunt. And that's a hilarious thing to say. <laughs> I guess so. Why, why would it not be? But um, no, it's, it's, it's a wrestling promotion that first and foremost does not take itself very seriously. And I think maybe that's what got your attention, I suppose, more than anything. When you were there? Yeah, I just, I was, uh, I was curious about it when it went because it's, you know, as a, as an outsider, um, the only wrestling pro wrestling I have a reference for is, you know, WWE and WCW to an extent. Okay. Sure. So in those, you have a weekly television show where people are able to keep up with storylines. Well, Fest doesn't have a weekly event and it's not televised. So I was curious about like, how fans get to keep up with the storylines. How does it work uh, when there's not as much money behind it? Mm. Um, and, you know, it's also, you know, I was fascinated by, you know, the passion of the fans for something that's, that's not mainstream by any stretch. And, and the, when you told me about what some of these wrestlers make, I was kind of <laughs> shocked that they were willing to put their bodies on the line for that. Um, <laughs> because well, the, but look they love it like that it's, well, it's yeah, the it's, love of the game it, like it's a passion it, it's right. it's playing minor league baseball for eight years so yeah so all of those things were interesting to me about it so one of the things that i most enjoyed this time was um i got there super early i actually had the uh the uh honor i suppose or the uh the the wherewithal or i don't know just the luck to be in a car full of uh, people who helped set up the ring and a couple of, and a ref was in the car with us too. And people who are just known to be there way before the show starts and then way after as well. And I got to really see like the nuts and bolts of a, of a show, uh, which I'd seen many times in the past, if I'm honest, but this was an opportunity for me to see it again as an older individual, perhaps we'll go with that. Um <laughs> Don't don't you don't you fucking laugh at me. <laughs> don't you dare laugh at me, Tom. Older individual. A person, person of old repute. Person of age. A person of age. As a they person say, of do- as airlines call fat people customers of size. 
I mean, yeah, but it was, um, it was just really cool to, you know, see how, you know, who's plotting what. And of course my buddy Simon Grimm was on the show and I trained with him at the, the jungle and he, it was just cool to actually, cause he, he had a very difficult run in the WWE. He never really got, you know, some people would say he got too much of an opportunity. I would say he never really got a fair shake. So I'd never, believe it or not, been able to see a friend of mine actually have a wrestling match live in person in front of me until yesterday. Um, and he's very good at what he does. He's a, he's an old school kind of, you know, clotheslines and, and power drivers kind of guy. And he, he was facing another old school guy, this big honking dude named Brody King. Um, and they had themselves a very fine wrestling match. Can't complain. It was cool. I liked it. I, I think people should give this uh, an opportunity. Give it a, give it a chance. If you're in the Florida area, I'd say check it out. I mean, yeah, I have a vested interest because I like to be right. And this will make me more right if you agree. But also because I think the show's really good. And Tom even went and that's saying something. <laughs> so uh, I have two questions. Yeah. The first is who won the championship? Uh, so Effie did retain. Against he retained. Leva. I figured yeah. that would happen. Yeah, um, you would, you would, you would, you would believe. <laughs> considering he just got it. Yeah. Um, and why were you up so goddamn late? All right. So, um, <laughs> okay. So it's in Gainesville. Yes. And I was there with do people. Do not live in Gainesville. I do not live in Gainesville. I live in a suburb of Orlando. Um, people who I were with, I was with are younger <clears throat> and they're part of the show. They wanted to stay and go to the after party, which had a karaoke mm. bar. <laughs> um, we were at this. It was actually the place that we had lunch at. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. So I, I had my impossible <clears throat> burger there. Thank you. Very lovely. Very lovely. Um, and we were there in Gainesville until roughly 1230 a.m. That's when they this, turned um, off the traffic light. Uh, no, no, that's Gainesville. Gainesville's a college town. That town doesn't shut down until like two or three. I know. I was just disparaging Gainesville as is my want. <laughs> fair. <laughs> I mean, you're wrong, but that's fair. Ah, it's. I mean, is anyone who's prejudiced against anything not wrong? <laughs> okay, sure. So, um, we leave for you know greater Orlando area. Everyone need, who's in, we, we caravaned up in this big SUV, so we had to drop people off left and right. And eventually, I got home at 3 a.m., 3.02 on the nose, so just like wow. my GPS said it would. Wow. I, how, mad, I, I, how mad was Mrs. Rick? <laughs> L, uh, she had slept most of the night and didn't care that I wasn't there. Because <laughs> you are not a cat. <laughs> I actually am the biggest cat, but I'm I'm more self sufficient than the other cats, which are very self sufficient. But the problem was, Tom, that I am a thirty, soon to be thirty six year old man. Um, yeah, and my body only knows certain things, and one of the things it knows is seven a.m. I should be or ought to be awake. So sure enough, 
I went to bed last night at three thirty in the morning. Three thirty, Tom. That is very late for it's anyone, late. especially old people like us. <laughs> but my body was like, "Hey, man, no big deal. We'll just snap you right back to it. <laughs> hey, it's seven a.m. Get to work." So you, this said, wasn't no. an alarm or anything. You just woke no, up. No, no, no. You poor not. bastard. Oh, oh. So I, I took a couple of cap naps throughout the day today, and I think mm-hmm. I'm all right. But you can sort of hear it in my voice that yeah. there is a lot. You were you were yelling last night. That's why I can that hear. And both I can hear deaths. it has the it has the richness of a Mark McGrath vocal. Uh, wow. <laughs> Look at you just dropping, dropping hits <laughs> like Delio. Look at like, just way to go, Tom. Burt Camford, I got the mad hits. I went with a Rage Against the Machine reference. You went with Bare Naked Ladies, but here we are. You got your style, I got mine. Mm, style. Hey, it's a style. It's <laughs> not a good one. It's just a style. My there's, style. There's drunken boxing. And there's Wing Chun Kung Fu. Oh my god. Who are you? Did you like read the back of a Wheaties box today? Like... <laughs> I don't know. But if you're at home and you're making a list of all these references, I would love for you to email it to us. <laughs> I wonder who if you can get them all. Talking. If you can get them all, you get a prize. What prize? I don't know. I'll find something. <laughs> I got, I got, pl- I got plenty of shit my wife wants me to give away in here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a hell of a finding segue. something will not ha- not be an issue i was gonna say speaking of no prizes that's a really good segue. <laughs> it is and let's move on to the geek stuff nerd stuff portion of the show and rick we got a little comic book news to talk about that's right that's right there was uh, a happening there's there's a new event because of course there's a new event but it's a, it's, a, it's a DC event, and it's Justice League, and, and everything's going to be okay, Tom. It's going to be okay. Is it, though, Rick? Is it? Well, Scott Snyder's in charge of it. Okay. I, he's, he's a good dude. Okay. Friend of, friend of my other... No, he's not your friend. Don't start he's a friend. that. He, no, he, no that's, not even, that's not even a bullshit. Like, he, he legitimately like talked to me, and he's like, oh, no, I he follow you on to Twitter. You yeah, I know who you are. What? He talked to you once. He talks to me on Twitter, Tom. And then when we met at a convention, <laughs> he mentioned he liked our show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. My other show. Uh-huh. The show that I can't do anymore because of reasons. But... Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. What? what? Nothing. Nothing. What? Nothing. I said K. That's all I said. So, so what is this big event? So this big event is no, no wait, not no surrender. No, no, it can't. No, be, no, that no. no, that was no, no, that was the event. This is no justice. No justice. No, just no, no justice. Will it be followed by a second crossover known as No Peace? <laughs> I I already made that joke in my head too. We are. It's gonna are, happen. It's gonna. You know hacks. it will happen. You know, yeah, and because that is so hacky, that is exactly what's going to happen. No peace? Yeah. Yeah, probably. It will happen. I mean, can you blame them? I mean, they had brightest day and black, blackest night and brightest day. They're going <laughs> to yeah, do no that, justice and then no peace. 
Yeah, but John's assumed, you know, John's always planned that, he says. Yeah, fine. I don't know. I don't I don't care. Here's the thing. Okay. This the no justice thing is they're basically they're getting rid of all of the different Justice League teams, right? Right, right. Okay. So this is the deconstruction of the Justice League. This is why the world doesn't need Justice League, right? And then no okay. peace will be a large crossover involving some manner of superpowered war in which we learn that we actually do need the Justice League, and it will be followed by a relaunch of all of the different Justice League titles. There. I am the new president and publisher of DC Comics. Thank you. I mean, it doesn't help that they've sort of already announced that that's literally what's happening. Exactly. And it's going to be called No Peace. I would put money on it. Would it be called, like, Night of Dawn? <laughs> no, this is DC Comics, not DC Movies. Oh, sorry. I, I'm usually right about one of those two. I just can't remember which yeah, someday. No, no. It's, it's, it's a different level of hackiness. It's, <laughs> it's The DC Films... It's it's an incompetent level of hackiness. Oh Jesus! It's, with DC Comics, it's a very very facile, very um, expertly handled level of hackiness. Ooh, credit where it's due, huh? Yes, yes. Because sometimes the most obvious thing isn't the worst thing. Sometimes, <laughs> like what have I always said about comic book fans and answers to questions? They like having them? Well, it doesn't matter if the answer's dumb or if it doesn't they make sense. They just want one. Just, I need, an, I need to know why. That's right. why Blackest Night, to me, was so cool. It, it answered why heroes don't die. Oh, they don't. But it's because Necron was controlling them. Right. And they actually were dead. Right. It's like, yeah, that answer's kind of dumb, but it, it's an answer. I'll take it. It's an answer, and they made a cool event about right. it. We now, have a, cool we, event. we now have the rules. You know, that's, that's all we want. The we rules. Want, we want the structure. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm excited ish. I'm also not because I'll I'll be honest with you, man. I I can't do these events. Like I really well, liked it's, DC there's like DC Comics two Metal a year now. Yeah, I, I liked Metal a lot because it was a six issue mini. It was very self contained. It was it was Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, guys who I love and who I follow and who you know I've been fans of theirs for years and years now, and I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, but. I'm I'm tired of events because ultimately they mean nothing. Right. And as a comic book fan, I can enjoy the book and I can read it and be really excited by it, but I know that I'm investing a lot of time and energy into something that will be faded, you know, be phased out by a year or so from now. Like the new 52 leaving as far as I'm concerned was probably the biggest disappointment of my life where they just stopped. And that the reason was, was the biggest disappointment of your life as a comic book fan. Okay. Sorry. All right. I was like, mm, I can name at least three things from one semester of college that were worse. Thank you. I'm so <laughs> glad I have you around. Uh, <laughs> old friends are really the best friends, aren't they? I don't know. I don't have any. <laughs> old frenemies. You know, I'm friendsly with you. <laughs> We're fiends, um, not friends. I don't know. So, I <clears throat> the hell was I? Thanks. New fifty-two. <laughs> new fifty-two. Gone. Leaving. Yeah, it really depressed me because I 
I loved the idea of restarting the universe. And then like, no, no, this is, this is it now. It's the fifth, just, well, they could have dropped the new banner. It's just, this is the DC comics universe. But I, I should have known that eventually it was all going to, you know, come out in the wash anyway. Right. Well, they, I, I mean, they had I'm to. the asshole here. They had to like, I, I, even if it wasn't their plan from jump to do that, to get rid of it, once they see, once you look at the demographics of who buys comics, they had to. It didn't do what they hoped it would do. Well, and and I don't think no justice is going to do that, and I don't Hell think no. no surrender did it. And... No, I mean it's that's <clears throat> the thing. They keep doing these cross. They some of these crossovers are done to specifically to cut the fat and attract new readers. Crisis on Infinite Earths, New Fifty Two, uh. What the hell was the Marvel Now, uh, DCU, uh, you know, there are some of those that are done that way. Zero Hour, uh, they're done for that reason. It's a continuity yeah, thin shift. back publication. Right, so bit. that new readers, younger people will start buying comic books. That's the thinking, right? Ultimate Universe creation, all that stuff. And then that never works, or it works for just a fleeting amount of time, because eventually they, decide, they bite off more than they can chew, and these things get so wide and have so many titles that now nobody wants to spend the time or money to keep up with it anymore. So the new people fall off, and the only people that are still left standing are the people that have been left standing for 80 years. The same damn comic book fans that continue buying stuff. And so once they got a look at that, that same damn thing happened again with New 52, that it was like, oh, this is great, this is great. Oh, let's keep expanding. And now, whoop. Up, oh, vanished into thin air because A, our movies suck, and B, we got too big too quick, and the new people didn't want to keep up with it because it was too much work. And who's here? Well, the old people. What do they want? Well, they want Superman's red underwear back. Okay. <laughs> okay, we got to keep them or all the comic shops are going to close. So here we go. No, I don't know. I, I don't believe that part. I mean, there's a lot of pop vinyls yet to be sold. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, they're, you know, they still haven't made any from Riptide or Barney Miller. <laughs> so, dude, if if Dark Claw gets a, a pop vinyl. Oh, do you think they haven't been trying to make that happen? The only reason that's not happening is because of the licensing mess. You know, that's going to that's going to happen if they can get Marvel and DC to sign off on that shit. They made a, they made Golden Girls pop vinyls, for Christ's sake. Oh, yeah, that was like, OK, so um mild non-secretary but it includes the pop vinyl discussion uh-huh um so one of the uh folks that i'm traveling with is this younger guy his name's nick he's a cool dude he takes lots of really awesome photos um he, so that's his job there at the at the show is he takes all the photographs right right and he's telling me he's like oh i got so many of these pop vinyls and i'm i'm thinking about getting rid of them but like i got one that's like shooting up in value it's like it goes up over like 20 20 bucks every like three months and i look just at him like my dad has two houses has two rooms in his house devoted to beanie babies get rid of all your pop vinyls <laughs> he goes, no, 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 no. It's, it's totally different it's totally different <laughs> yeah, there's like like maybe eight beanie babies that are still worth anything and and even then, then you got to find some schmuck to pay you money for. Exactly. And not everybody is my old man. They're not going to do it all the time. <laughs> oh. Did he tell you which pop vinyl it was? Um, I wasn't honestly paying attention. 
I, I gave him my I gave him my better. input on the situation. Like, dude, yeah, this this is what this is gonna be. Listen here. <laughs> look, like they that's the funny thing. Like they you know, a lot of these younger folks they're they're you know, they look at me like it's the sage wisdom of the of the mayor of NXT. And I'm just like, okay, well, all of that is bullshit. But anyway, <laughs> I'm happy you think I matter. That's right. nice. Thank you for that. Um Yeah, I appreciate that. That is very cool. Also, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what's gonna happen. Yeah, here's like, why you're an idiot. What's gonna <laughs> Don't oh be God. a dumbass. Don't no. do this. I know. And there then they look go. at me like that's not gonna be us. And no, I hear myself. No. I hear myself talking to some guy who was in his 30s when I was 20. Yep. And I'm like that guy. That guy's a schmuck. He doesn't know what he's talking <laughs> exactly. about. Exactly. Stroke not off like old me. guy. He stroke off old guy. <laughs> not like me. I know the score. <laughs> I know everything. I'm invincible. I've been on this planet for almost two decades. There's my, nothing I don't know. Where's my stained CD and my bottle of Smirnoff Ice? Oh, yeah. Smirnoff Ice is making a comeback. Thanks. God, that's cool. That's awful. Making, making, making. God, that stuff gave me the worst acid reflux in college. Oh. <laughs> the worst. You, you, you complaining about Smirnoff Ice giving you acid reflux. It's like the greatest old guy moment of all time. <laughs> and I was like 20 when that happened. <laughs> oh my god, this alcoholic. I mean, granted, I drank I drank many that night, but <laughs> it took it took a lot, but I did wake up with horrible, horrible acid reflux. <laughs> my acid reflex. Ugh. Oh my god. My Lanta. <laughs> <laughs> well well, Tom, now that we're being, Ugh. you know, our traditional crotchety old guy self shall we start raging against things well uh the first thing is um i we have to we have to get to um there's a little bit of breaking tv news and i'll cover this real quick but uh, since we started doing the show um we've learned that steven bochco the creator of nypd blue hill street blues la law many other legendary television shows uh died at the age of 74 today after a long battle with leukemia Really? Yeah. Um, we got to stop doing these these mid-show interludes, by the way, somebody's <laughs> dead. It's always somebody dies. Hey, we have to be <laughs> timely. We have to be timely. But yeah, Stephen Bochco, like I, I rattled off the, the legendary shows he did. Um, rev- all of those, in some way, revolutionized network television at their time and influenced many shows after. So if you haven't seen any of those, uh, check them out, find them. Uh, there will be worth your time. I guarantee that. Um, we also got another bit of breaking news, and I don't know if you're going to like this one, Rick. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I can understand why DC would drop this news uh, on a Sunday night, because uh-oh, <laughs> it kind of seems like they're floating the trial balloon out there. Uh-oh. But we have, uh, we have a... Star and a director for the Green Lantern Corps movie. Oh, God. And they're the same person. Uh, what? Mel Gibson is going to direct and star as an aging Hal Jordan in 2020's Green Lantern Corps. Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment announced late Sunday. The story will follow Jordan training and mentoring a new group of recruits including yet-to-be-cast John Stewart uh-huh. and Guy Gardner. Uh-huh. 
just can't help themselves. Just they see a toe, shoot a toe. I mean, <laughs> Mel Gibson. I, I, what say you, sir? 1997 Rick is really excited about this. Well, I mean, I mean, given Mel Gibson's track record. I'm not even going to get into that. I just if you wanted to go this route, there are other guys. I think, you know, if you wanted to do this and you're basically trying to ape off of ego in um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I get it. But there are plenty of other options out there. No one who's going to star and direct. So, yeah, I, you know, sorry, I guess I'm wrong there. But maybe, I don't know, um, go with, uh, uh, oh, God damn it. He was just in the Western on Netflix, uh, best known, sadly, among, well, not best known, but certainly known for his antics in um, Dumb and Dumber. Jeff Daniels? Jeff Daniels. Okay. Jeff Daniels could be an aging Hal Jordan. Jeff Daniels is a very good actor. He's a very good actor. Uh, I mean, uh, DC's been kind of flirting with Mel Gibson for a while. He almost directed Suicide Squad, didn't he? Or Suicide Squad 2? There was a rumor he was going to do one of those. Downey, Robert Downey wanted him to direct Iron Man 3 at one point. Um, so he's been sort of flirting, and he needs a comeback in a big way. Oh, yeah. To get back into mainstream Hollywood's good graces. Oh, I'm so glad that we can provide that for him in the and nerd community. Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers has been enamored with Mel Gibson since the Lethal Weapon days. So... Well, what about you, Tom? How do you feel about ah, this? I mean, I, I'm not a fan based on his public persona. He's a talented <laughs> filmmaker. He's a talented actor. I think he's a little too old to play an aging Hal Jordan. I mean, the man's <laughs> pushing seventy. I think. Um, How? What does aging even mean? Like, what is that? What are you? What are you getting at? I'm gonna say gray temples. I'm going to say yeah. parallax. Okay, uh, well, I have gray temples myself. I'm 36. Mel Gibson is Mel Gibson 62. You know, but he could pass. He could pass for 38, so it's fine. Well, I mean I mean, look, this is this is the world we live in now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly. And um these are the hands we're given. Exactly. Exactly. And did we really think that this this was going to be like a they were going to suddenly turn this whole fucking thing around? Really? <laughs> I mean, at what point like the thing look, the stuff like this turns like a cruise ship, not like a John boat, okay? Like it takes time. They don't just spin. Like it's spin. <laughs> It's not, you know, you don't you don't do Wonder Woman and suddenly, hey, it's all great again. No, you do Wonder Woman and then, you know, Justice League is a step backward a little bit, but not all the way, you know, and then Aquaman might be a little bit of a step forward and then, you know, you do this Joker thing with Joaquin Phoenix and that's probably going to take you back to square one. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe maybe I'm I'm hoping as a 90s kid in my heart of hearts that this means we're going to get zero hour right after that. And they're going to reboot the whole thing. <laughs> we'll uh, just start over again. But I thought Flashpoint was going to restart everything. Well, there's, there was a rumor a couple weeks ago where they're like, mm, maybe Flashpoint ain't going to go as far as the, we initially thought in terms of 
changing things up because, uh, you know, they like Aquaman maybe and Wonder Woman was successful and I don't know. They don't know what they're doing. And uh, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll put a bow on that whole thing by saying April Fools, Rick. April Fools. No Mel Gibson in Green Lantern Corps. I made it up. I completely made it up. Seems like a really poor use of your time, Tom. I, I have to admit, it didn't take very long. Um, and I have to also tell you, my wife helped. I was like, I'm going to pull a prank on the guys. And I want to do... I, I had to find something that was going to... I'm a little disappointed you didn't rage more about it. And I well, think it just I know, seems so likely. Well, I think I know why. And that's the thing. I, and I, 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 mis, I miscalculated slightly. And I'll explain. So okay. my thinking was, I'm like, I need to come up with something because at the time I thought Chris would be joining us. So I need to think of something that will enrage both Chris and Rick. So I'm like, ah, okay. So a DC thing because they both like DC and it's got to be somebody they both like. So I'm like, not Batman because Chris is not a big Batman guy. I'm like, Green Lantern. They both like Green Lantern. And so I said, I said to my wife, I'm like, all right, so who could personally be so offensive to Rick that he would get upset that they were involved with Green Lantern. And I'm like, all right. And then the fact that Hal was not the focus, nor was Kyle, would make Chris upset enough about it, I think. <laughs> I didn't even care. <laughs> so, so I was like, because I'm like, you know, Mel Gibson has all of the, you know, the baggage. We won't have to, we don't have to get into all of that. <laughs> but I was like, all right. So he's sort of an offensive character, his persona. And I'm like, hmm. This might be good. This was, and it took it took about five minutes. But in retrospect, now because you are so so defeatist on all things DC movie related, <laughs> I mean, um, my initial response is sounds right. I, that's like, the thing. I'm I'm sad and gratified that you were like, yeah, that sounds so fucked up. It sounds exactly like something they would do. So I'm I'm a little gratified by that, but also saddened by this is the state we're in now. With the DC movies. I mean, and, your uh, rage against your own made-up story just sounded so appropriate. I, was like, I had look, I had to sell it. I had to take the bump, right? <laughs> you didn't even need to break out the thumbtacks to get me to pop, dude. No, no. Um, but in retrospect, I suppose I should have, I should have done. I don't know. I should have maybe. There was another thing I considered at the last moment, and maybe this would have made you more angry. I don't know, but. Uh, after Avengers 4, the title of Avengers 4 being Ultimate Avengers and involving a well, total I already reboot know that the title of the of universe. Avengers 4 isn't, isn't Ultimate Avengers. What is it? Uh, it it's uh, um, the second Infinity War. No, it's not. It hasn't been for over a year and a half. They said oh. now Avengers 4 is yet to be titled. Um, oh. And they're, they're basically, they know what the title is, but they're keeping it secret because I guess it would spoil something that happens in infinity war so the one one rumor is that it's infinity gauntlet but um i was going to say it was ultimate it was going to involve a reboot of the universe um again that that you're not gonna you're not that's i know that's the thing you're you're basically so beaten by life that Nothing surprises you anymore. Yeah, well, you know, I'll get to that. Few, later few things out, few things outrage you. No. You're basically just like, yeah, sounds like something Unicron would do. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into something that sounds like something Unicron would do, but is fucking fake 
and people need to stop freaking out about it on the internet. Let's do that. Okay, what do you got for me? Well, uh, there is a story floating around out there about Star Wars Episode Nine that yes. Lucasfilm is considering replacing Carrie Fisher with Meryl Streep as Princess Leia, General Leia, in the next Star Wars film. Oh, but the clicking. <laughs> and Dude, I did I gotta some. My, I gotta get my clicks. I did I some get my clicks. I did some clicking because I'm like, this story sounds kind of like bullshit. <laughs> and then I'm reading the article and I'm like, where are they attributing this to? And I'm like, oh, here's the link they're attributing it to. Uh, I click the link and I'm like, mm, this is kind of still like bullshit. And <laughs> I clicked the link that that li- article was attributing to. And I found the truth. And here is the truth. There is no consideration for Meryl Streep to be Princess Leia. There is no rumor that Meryl Streep is going to be Princess Leia. Uh, Despite Meryl Streep playing a version of Carrie Fisher in Postcards from the Edge and being a friend of Carrie Fisher's and all-around best actress ever, asterisk, I don't know. Um, That's pretty, pretty, yeah, that's on the nose there. Yeah. So, I mean, she basically farts and gets nominated for an Academy Award at this point. Um, anyway, this is no, this is a, this is, what do they say on Fox? A nothing burger. Yeah. That's what they say. And that's because here is where this came from. A bunch of fans decided to create a petition for Disney to replace Carrie Fisher with Meryl Streep because they didn't want to just not see Leia. They wanted Leia to be a focus of episode nine, which apparently was the original intention and, you know, to have a proper send off and this and that shit. And so they think Meryl Streep would be perfect for that. And so some jackass who needed clicks decided to either only read the headline of that article about the petition or, uh, just make something up off the top of his head and say, Oh, there's a rumor that this is going to happen. And then another website picks that up and says, yeah, it's rumored they're considering blah, 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 blah. So it goes from, oh, we, these, you know, 400 idiot fans want this to, oh, it's rumored that this is going to happen to, oh, Lucasfilm is considering doing this all in the span of what, a day and a half? Didn't take that long. No, it didn't take that long. No, it, if you see it and I'm, it's going to enrage many Star Wars fans because Hell, Last Jedi enraged Star Wars fans, and that movie was actually pretty good. So I still gotta see that. Oh god, I'm so bad. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> and you should feel bad. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> but don't get outraged over it. It's nothing. It's not a thing. Lucasfilm is not going to recast General Leia. It's not happening. The only way they're recasting that character is if they do a prequel movie like they're doing with Han Solo and they cast a younger actor. They are not hear going that, to uh, replace Carrie Fisher with an old person. I, I hear that that that, uh, that movie is in all kinds of good shape, too. But. Uh, ah, it's, <laughs> well, we have a month before that comes out. We'll, we'll figure all that out. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's sort that out later, shall we? By the way, uh, I'm most disappointed in all of this because... Uh, you know, thanks for the spoiler alert, Internet. Jeez, now I know that Leia survives the movie. God. Oh, Jesus Christ. I said that. I told no, you no, that the, four months ago. I, well, I honestly, when you, you don't when pay you, attention when I talk. I not know. a word. Not a God, word. God, it's like we're married. <laughs> We've been 
It's like we've been married, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> longest, most miserable marriage I've ever had. Yeah, well, I mean, so what? You're one for two? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's 500. I'll get in the Hall of Fame there. Get in the Hall of Fame going one for three, Hoss. I know. One for two is even better. That way to go. You're just <laughs> <laughs> captain of the you're not wrong division, well, Tom Alexander. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm just varying degrees of correct. <laughs> so what say you about all this? What? About... I, I I don't know, the possibility of Meryl Streep be, being General Leia. Oh, I mean, on the one hand Oh fuck. I mean, really? Uh, on the one hand, I I like the idea of them recasting someone for General Leia for, you know, Princess Leia. But that's a very low end of the spectrum. Like, Michael Caine was a much better Dumbledore, for God's sake. You mean uh, Michael Gambon? Sorry. My, yeah, my, Michael Gambon. Pardon me. Pardon me. Uh, and that they was... named a goddamn corner after him. Did they? Yeah, in Top Gear. Oh. Uh... Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I can see the, 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 the want and the desire, and even ultimately I can see the, the need. But, <sighs> come on. Come on. <laughs> I mean, look, it's not happening because for all of the fans that want this to happen, the backlash is going to be even bigger. And it's, it, to me, it's just another like, ang- like agonizing example of Star Wars fans feeling that they have the right to write this story. Well, it's like you said many times, you know, the headcanon of these people is 30 years running. So yeah. Yeah. They better just follow what my specific dumbass thinks right. should happen. Right. And there are six million of you assholes, and you each have something different. So what do you want? What's, a Unicron only has three heads. Not six million. It's, it's got six. But, what? Know, I thought Unicron had six heads. I don't know. Oh, that's the Living Tribunal. Never mind. Char- Charlie drew him with three. We're going with three. <laughs> three is the magic number. That's it. We're going with three. The writer's room came up with three, okay? (laughs) He had to... He rebooted and got rid of the other three. (laughs) They were just marketing heads anyway. They really were. (laughs) (laughs) One was devoted just to funny vines. Oh, goddammit, I missed my opportunity. (laughs) Anyway, yes, so if you read this Star Wars thing and you believe it, then you don't read because you need to read, as we point out so often on this show. It's important. It it's helps. very important. Reading it is helps. fundamental, as they used oh, to say. Oh, there it is. That's Thank you, right. LeVar. I said it. Um, Good work, Jordy. So, real quick, we have another little bit of news that was kind of surprising to me. Uh, a few weeks ago, we told you how Fox pushed back the New Mutants movie by about a year, 10 months, um, to do some reshoots and re-edits. They're adding a whole new character. Um, now they're saying that it's because it did so well, they want to actually make the movie scarier than what they originally <laughs> had. damn it. I'm not even kidding. I'm, I know you're I not. I wish I was kidding. I, wish I know I w- you're not. Because we saw the trailer, and clearly they're turn- they want to make this sort of a horror, an X-Men horror flick. But apparently they want to make it even scarier now. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. Um, so spooky. They're also now pushing back X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah, I saw that too. Which was supposed to come out this year. And it's getting pushed back, uh, well, just a few months to February from November. Uh, but 
we've seen photos of this. Like they were, they were all gearing up. I don't know what the, I'm really not sure what the reasoning is. They're not saying, um, but instead of, uh, Dark Phoenix coming out now on November 2nd. Fox is going to release Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a Freddie Mercury biopic uh, starring Rami Malek from Mr. Robot. A um, show I need to watch. Yeah, I've watched the first few episodes and they're really good. I haven't gotten around to continuing, but uh, what I've seen is excellent. Um, and a lot of people like that show and he won an Emmy, I think. So... Uh, yeah, so instead we're going to get the, the Freddie Mercury movie in November. And Dark Phoenix is a February movie now. I'm sure people are going to speculate that it's, oh, this is about the merger, the Disney merger. And I'm like, I don't think so. I'm not buying that. Um, I know, Rick, you really largely don't give a shit about the X-Men movies beyond Deadpool. So, Well, it's before I, you know, make myself look like too much of an asshole here, it has more to do with the fact that I I like the X-Men movies perfectly fine. I'm just not invested in them because it's hard to figure out what what so uh, Fox is up to. Yeah. So yeah. I don't invest a lot of like energy into whatever's going on on that on that side of the street. I just don't. Yeah. And clearly they're, they're changing this plan on the fly uh, to an extent. Um. So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, Dark Phoenix, I think, is done or is almost done. So in terms of uh, post, it was done shooting a long time ago. You're saying it's done, Phoenix? Oh. Tom? Tom? Tom, can you hear me, Tom? Good God. Tom? Rick, really? Really? It's done, Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, I heard you. Oh. I heard you. Say it louder. I I don't think they heard you in the back. I thought maybe that there was a problem with my mic or something. No. It's done. No. Done, Phoenix. Unfortunately, there was no issue with your microphone. See, because it's it's not dark, Phoenix. Oh, oh, is that what it is? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Is that what Oh, okay. Okay. I would say she's a good catch. I I don't know what that's a reference to. That's the sea captain jokes on Family Guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we should move on. For we both of should, our yes, we absolutely should. So <laughs> we're gonna both. move on to the home stretch here. So Rick, I have a question for you, sir. Oh God, what is it, Tom? What is pissing you off? <sighs> well, Tom, I'll tell you. People who think that their time <laughs> in the laundromat. <laughs> Matters more than my time in the laundromat. <laughs> oh, please explain. Oh, I, of course, of course. So, it's not a big thing, but it is something that managed to piss me off today. I'm in the laundromat. It's Easter, so there's nobody in the laundromat, and I'm like, hey, hey, we have a laundromat here in our in our uh, little community, and we use it because we don't have a washer dryer in unit because I'm cheap. Are you saying so? Are you saying you went, you opened the door to the laundromat, and the laundromat was empty? I don't even know if that's a reference to. Oh, that's a reference to the tomb. The whole biblical tomb was empty on Easter. <laughs> oh my God, Tom! Really? I, I, it's, it's all meta all the time with me. I saw Ready Player One yesterday, so I'm just reference to the gills here. <laughs> no, I, uh, um, there's Easter eggs everywhere. 
Oh God. Um, what the hell was I even talking about? The laundromat. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I'm, I open the laundry. I I go to move my clothes into the dryer, and I notice that somebody has left the lint trap completely full. Oh, isn't that great? And I'm like, eh, you know, they leave it full all the time. It doesn't really bother me. I, it, nor typically, I don't even notice. But I noticed this time. <laughs> I I noticed. Were and they it, a particularly hairy individual? No, it, you know, it, it wasn't. Like honestly, it wasn't even that big a deal. Like it really wasn't. It, it honestly wasn't. It's just I was just in the right mindset to be pissed off by this. <laughs> I I was just like. You couldn't just you couldn't just move this shit. Like there's a giant goddamn trash can right at the end of the row of dryers. And this is not the first, second, or even thirtieth time that this has happened. Some people just don't fucking bother, you know, cleaning up after themselves. Like right. I'm not saying anything really uh, outlandish with yeah. that statement. No. But yeah. man, it's just you could you could clean up after yourself. It's okay. <laughs> Like, you know, that's all right. You were just on your last damn nerve today because you only got three and a half hours of sleep. I mean, that seems entirely more likely the case, but it really pissed me off. Yeah. Tom. Yes, sir. What's pissing you off? Expectations, Rick. Oh, God. Is it Easter already? <laughs> Expectations are pissing me off. I'm I'm just, I'm tired of... of wasn't it Easter last year that you ranted specifically about oh, this? Or no, it's Christmas. It was Christmas. No, pardon Christmas. me. I don't want to get my holidays Christmas. all messed up. And it's more, I'm more angry now at myself than other people uh, in my own feeling guilty and worrying about others' expectations of me and not what I want to do. Just enjoy your family time? Yeah. Just, just yeah. you know, live, live life and not... <laughs> Not worry about uh, what other people expect of you. Even if those people are, you know, very closely related to you. It doesn't, it, it, at the end of the day, doesn't matter. And yeah. as I've learned through many years of therapy, uh, expectations only lead to disappointment. Oh, profound. Prophetic, even. I, I will tell you, managing expectations can save one a lot of stress. Managing one's own expectations, one's own expectations, I should say, can save a lot of stress and uh, will also uh, allow you more time to do things like, I don't know, play video games or clean out the lint trap in the dryer, maybe. <laughs> That's some asshole left for you. Well, I'm just, well, no, like clean out your own lint. If you, you oh, know, maybe okay. they were in a hurry. Maybe they had to get to, you know, an Easter egg roll or some bullshit. Oh, so I, I shouldn't be mad at them. Oh, no, 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 you should be mad. You should be mad. I'm just saying that if P that person had managed their own expectations of what they could accomplish, they would have had time to empty the lint trap or done their laundry at another time. <laughs> when they had more available time to empty the lint trap. Getting really deep into this, Tom. Yeah, yeah, I just, we're just... We're diving in here. We're diving in. <laughs> we're just stepping into the oasis and oh, climb Mount Everest well, with Batman. Let's do that. Well, so many references. A lot. It's a lot. Like I said, if you've got a list, I want to see it because I can't even keep track of all of them at this point. 
<laughs> I just can't. I, I just can't. Rick, what did you learn this week? Um, uh, I learned uh, a lot. I learned uh, how much sleep I can really function off of. I learned uh, that you know. <laughs> Hi, Chris. It, glad for you. Glad of you to join us. No, no, like, like, like. No, this is legit though. Like, honestly, I learned. I learned that I have a certain amount of sleep that at this stage of my life, I, I, I have to have, or I'm, I'm just a zombie for the rest of the day. I'm useless. And, uh, I learned, um, I learned that, uh, I don't need comic books anymore, Tom. I, uh, Whoa. I sold the majority of my collection actually you yesterday. Did? Yeah. Before I went up to Gainesville. Oh man. Are you wearing, yeah. like, are you wearing black today? No, no. I just, I was, tired of housing them and uh i i had to i had to make some financial decisions about you know lots of things going on so i decided that the majority of the books i wasn't even reading anymore so you know the only thing i really have left uh honestly is my first appearance of punisher because i'll i'll never get that again it's it's even though it's worth like two or three grand now with the show um and the other thing I learned is that you are a gullible son of a bitch to think that I would ever sell any. <laughs> Turnabout is fair play, sir. Turnabout is fair play, and you sold that very well. I deserved that. <laughs> I deserve. I deserved to bite that hook, sir. <laughs> I did. That- I was just trying to figure out how long I could get you to run. That like, shrimp. <laughs> that shrimp was just wiggling there, and I just swam up and took a bite and. You got me. You got me. Because I was that's I I was starting to really feel bad for you. <laughs> you could feel bad for me anyway. Financially, everything's well, fucking miserable. But you know, it's <laughs> most people. That's most yeah. people. Yeah. Tom, uh, yes, Rick. What did you learn? <laughs> <laughs> I learned that. <laughs> Your other podcast might be easier to derail than this one. <laughs> I, uh, Are you talking about your most amazing run-in on the WrestleCrush Whatever podcast? Oh, you mean the Power Hour? That is WrestleCrush Whatever, Tom. <laughs> yes, yes. If you are, if you aren't an avid listener of Team Hammerfist, and uh, well, that means you probably have a life, but. Um, but uh if you aren't uh, i did a run-in during their wrestle crush whenever uh show yesterday on facebook live it was was the funniest thing my wife was out at a eye doctor appointment and i'm hanging out with my kid and i'm just scrolling facebook on my phone and i'm like like i get some time to kill i'm like oh oh rick and jesse are doing their podcast i'm like i'm gonna jump in here and just fuck with them for a minute just for a minute (laughs) and just see what happens um, so I went in and I, I just commented, uh, is this the power hour? I'm looking for the power hour. Cause if you <laughs> listen to the show for the last couple of weeks, you know, about the little, um, tiff, we'll call it a tiff that, that Jesse has with my disparaging the branding. We'll call it of, <laughs> of the other, the wrestling podcast that Rick does with Jesse, who, Jesse, who I love, who designs our logo and is an avid listener of this show and is a pretty good guy from what I understand. Um, <laughs> from what I've been informed. I've never met him. I've never met him. <laughs> and evidently, if I were to ever meet him, he would dive behind a couch because that is what happened when I showed up. 
<laughs> when Rick read my comment out loud, they both went, "Oh shit, Tom's here!" <laughs> and Jesse, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse ran and hid, and and Rick looked like he was gonna have a stroke. <laughs> well, for one, the fact that you cared about any other podcast other than the one I do with you was shocking to begin with. I, like I said, I had some time to kill. I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> And uh, honestly, who is maybe the last person in the world you would expect to show up on that? Oh, definitely you for any <laughs> number of reasons. <laughs> for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. And it was it was just just the one comment. Uh, it derailed you guys for I mean, I only hung around for another 5 minutes. I don't know how long it lasted, but it was a good little bit there. Jesse and I. Sh that, Jesse that, that just show. hid for a few moments. Yeah, well, again, you know, Dad showed up and we were drinking liquor. What does um, that mean? Like, oh, Dad showed up. Like, I have any pull over that show. You're so, giving me the credit I would like, but not. It's not deserved. Well, I mean, what credit have you deserved? Yeah, there's there's a little. <laughs> there's a little. Um, it was but, it was it was a pleasant surprise, and we didn't have anything planned for it. <laughs> yeah, because it was a surprise. Well, one of one of the benefits of Wrestle Crush, whenever that podcast specifically, is we go in, especially in the last like ten or twenty episodes, without an agenda. We have three or four bullet points that we know we need to talk about, and then it's basically just two guys shooting the shit, drinking coffee. No, that's and, like the early days of this show. Yeah, yeah, and we discovered with our dynamic, if we allowed that to happen, we would never stop talking. Yeah, uh, in a sense, yes. It would never, just be so many ever. references. So, yes. We, and we all learned something. Everyone learned something this week, Tom. So thank yeah. you for that. Well, I was I was really surprised that one of you didn't give a. Oh my God, that's Tom's music. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta announce the running before it happens. By, by you know, you should shoot a text like. But it loses a, it loses all its effect though. It if just, you had texted me saying the glass is breaking, I would have known that. Stone well, I Cold wouldn't was even down. I yeah. wouldn't even know what that to text you that. Like the bell tolls, it yeah. tolls for thee. Yeah, no, I wouldn't know to say any of that. I might have, I might have said uh, when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. But bow, bow, yeah, bow, bow, but like bow, no, even no, no, that, no. I wouldn't have thought of it in the moment. I'm no, thinking see, of it now that you're saying that. Well, if you'd like to make a run in on this show, <laughs> <laughs> which is impossible, <laughs> we have made it impossible. You can't affect us anymore. You can't. This thing ends up in a... This is done in a vacuum, and then it's just <laughs> is served to you, freeze-dried like astronaut ice cream. <laughs> Packaged on the one hand, for your consumption. I am so fucking exhausted. <laughs> I wanted to go to bed for the last half an hour. This is some goddamn funny shit, though, so I'm actually totally okay with it. <laughs> but, man, I... I it's uh, it almost makes me want to make a habit of making run-ins, but I have you know things to do. So oh yeah, you're so fucking important. <laughs> I didn't say it was important, just busy. There's a difference. <laughs> can't can't turn on Facebook Live once every other week. Custodians are busy. I mean, <laughs> you know what I did? I mean, okay, you want to know what busy is for me? You know what I spent three hours doing on Wednesday night, Thursday night? Assembling a new bed for your son. Cleaning up dog vomit. 
Huh? Cleaning up dog vomit. I was in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> My dog was puking all over the house for three hours Thursday night. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, she's fine now. But no. but that is that is my purview now is bodily fluids mostly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can you can talk to Chris about that when he's mm-hmm. conscious again, possibly sometime <laughs> next month. Yeah, yeah. So, Rick, if uh, if people want to, uh, I don't know, get involved in the conversation and do do what our what for our show would be a run in. <laughs> how can hey, they do it we, or or have, in the case have... of our line if jesse wants to call and bitch about something i said what again at three two one seventy six jerks right we say it on the west cross whatever podcast yeah, which i find hysterical good so you could do that you could actually join a small but very hilarious group of people on our twitter page as we tweet at each other, I guess daily now. <laughs> yeah, it's growing though. It's growing. It, it is. It is. We're doing. We're doing fun things on Twitter, just being ridiculous and, and absurd. Yeah. Um. And you can join us whenever you'd like at those two jerks. Please make sure you spell out two T W O. Um. If you want us to uh, help uh, people get inside of your contacts list and learn more about you as a person and, and then sell that information to the RNC. <laughs> you could join God. Facebook as well. That is not at all what happened there, but I don't have time to explain it to you. <laughs> See, that's my, that's my thing. I show up at the last minute, yeah. drop and run. <laughs> someday, someday you're going to be president because of that. <laughs> Such a good method. Well, I don't know if it's good, but it's effective. I'll tell you that. Say something so outlandish it can't be fact checked in the moment. By the time the moment is fact checked, people forgot it. Yeah, no one cares. Seven other outlandish things. You can join us on Facebook, right, Tom? That's right. Facebook.com slash those two jerks. You can email us also, those two jerks at gmail.com. You can find all of that information at those two jerks.com. And if you want to get a t-shirt or a mug or a phone case with that really awesome Those Two Jerks logo designed by Jesse Long. You can find us on TeePublic, our TeePublic store, to search Those Two Jerks. In all of those cases, you'll spell out the word T-W-O. Oh, real quick, a story before we go. Dan Cortez liked the tweet I was tagged in. Aw. Yeah, Dan Cortez, Dan Dan the Whopper Man from the early 90s Burger King commercials and... uh mtv and veronica's yeah. closet yeah he was like big for like a minute uh friend and i he came up in a conversation between a friend of mine and i who uh mentioned it on twitter and tagged dan cortez and he's lonely i guess so he liked the tweet <laughs> way to go tom that's how you use twitter as soon as somebody of noted celebrity uh of any variety says good stuff you say hey that fucker doesn't have anything he to didn't do. say good stuff he just liked it okay and Look, I have like 60 followers on Twitter. If he likes something that involves me, he doesn't have anything to do in that moment. He was probably taking a shit. <sighs> Am I this wrong? We, Tell me no, I'm wrong. I'm, I, I have no time for this. Tell Tom, me I'm wrong. If he Tom, can come I, on this show I, yeah. and tell me I'm wrong. Please. I would, love to know, I would love to I know what, what Dan Cortez is up to. If you're out there, Dan, and you're listening, uh, get in touch with me on Twitter. You know where to find me. And... Oh, uh, you know where to find Big well, Tom Townsend. Well, no, he already liked my tweet. He can just go back there. Um, but yeah, you can find me, <clears> direct message me, and we'll uh, we'll put you on. We'll talk about what you're doing now. I tell you what. Yeah. 
you have my word. Oh, if no. You could, if you get Dan Cortez on the show, even to say that it's terrible and hang up, <laughs> I bet I can we do will that. do a video recording of me going to Texas Day Brazil and eating all of the meats for a solid hour and then seeing what happens to me afterwards. I don't I I think I'm not positive, but I think in some states that would constitute assisted suicide. <laughs> So anyway, I'm going to do that regardless. I also think, I also think you would, you possibly could become the first person to die from shitting out all of your organs. (laughs) And I'm not clear on the biology of that. So it's, I know, I know about as much about biology as the president knows about the postal service. And uh, it's contract with Amazon. Trust me on this. Um, <laughs> I really like their music, though. Yes, yes. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Notice how I said the Postal Service and not the Post Office, which is what it's been called for 30 years now. The Postal, postal Service. Service is a fabulous band. Oh, that too. Fine. But that's not what I was talking about. Anyway. <laughs> never is. It anyway. never is. So, no, Rick, I don't want to videotape you shitting your brains out after eating meat. I really don't. Would have been funny. If we could find something else embarrassing for you to do as part of that bet, I'm in. But fine. Uh, fine. Doors I'm not open, making a s gotta... I'm not making a snuff film, okay? Fine, doors open, but you'll never get Dan Cortez to look at you twice. I we'll guarantee see. it. We'll see. We'll see about that. I think all I need to do is tweet a picture of him on Veronica's closet instead of a Burger King commercial. And we're uh we're golden. Anyway. <laughs> All right, Grandpa, let me know how that works out. Yeah. And then we, we could probably get out of here. Well, I mean, he could sign the Veronica's Closet pop vinyl that uh that they're likely to make because they've reached the end of the fucking barrel with pop vinyls. Ha <laughs> ha, full circle. Full God, circle. That's a callback right there. That's what that's called. That's what it's called. And when like it's, it's like ending a stand-up show. But you're a champion. But you don't laugh as much. Um for the <laughs> Sussman, Rick Sussman. I am the Tom Alexander, and until I get my series of pop vinyls from Street Hawk, we will remain those two jerks. See you next time.